Hey folks, Brendan here from Blue Light. Now, I'd like you to completely forget about the competency and values framework. Yes, this document here. This is the one that you're going to get sent when you prepare for the online assessment center for your final interview. In this video and podcast, I'm going to talk to you about why you should forget about it and what the real qualities are that they're looking for in you as a future police constable. So I've been doing this now for 27 years, helping to support people for the police recruitment process, specialist interviews, the police recruitment process. I've joined the police in 1985, so that's 37 years of being involved in the sector. So there's not much I don't know about the interview process. But one thing I do know about the interview process is that no one really understands the competency and values framework. Seriously, I support people who are going for promotion still, all the way up to superintendent, and a lot of them actually do the recruit interviews, and not one of them really understands the CVF. Not one of them can explain the wheel of confusion. Not one of them knows why decision-making is in the value of impartiality. It's also in the value of transparency, and it's in the competency of we analyse critically. Not one of them can explain why decision-making is actually a value, and not one of them can explain why decision-making is in those values, but those values are only at one level, where the competencies are at three levels. No one understands it. It's such a confusing document. So in this video, in this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about some of the qualities that we actually focus on in the webinars, the sort of real-life qualities that your interviewers will be looking for. Because playing the game of repeating phrases from the CVF is not going to get you through, especially in your final interview. So there's so many of these qualities that we talk about. I'm just going to pick three of them for you. And these have come from my experience of policing, but not from the qualities that I've demonstrated, but the qualities that I've admired so much in my colleagues over the years. I'm not going to mention names. I might mention one or two first names, but I don't want to embarrass the individuals. But these are real role models for me, people who I've looked up to over the years as a police officer. And I'm going to start with my very first sergeant, uh, Don B. He really had the wisdom of experience. I went operational in January 1986 after my initial training. At that point, Don had got 38 years, sorry, 28 years of experience in the police. He joined in the 1950s, way before the Police and Criminal Evidence Act, way before the Code of Ethics. But one of the things he talked about a lot was you know, little phrases like, when you arrest someone, treat them like a lord. And when you bring them into custody, treat them like a king. And what he was talking about was kindness and compassion. What he wanted for all of my prisoners is for them to, on the way out, to say thank you. Not thank you for the charge sheet, but thank you for the way they've been treated. And he really focused on this so that the vulnerable people in society were the ones that he believed needed the most kindness and compassion. He kind of epitomised a lot of the Peelian principles. Sir Robert Peel in 1829 set down nine principles for the police to operate around and they're as good now as they ever were. But one of the things he talked about was the role of a police officer to offer friendship to all. Now I don't mean inviting people round for Christmas dinner or sending them birthday cards but when people are at their lowest ebb, standing up for them, offering that hand of friendship because you might be the only person who's in a position to be able to help them and support them at their time of need. So it also reminded me of a phrase I picked up from a superintendent later on in my career that 
what he said was, when I'm doing interviews for potential recruits, one of the things I'm looking for is the strong character, because the strong character is capable of standing up for themselves. I thought, yeah, all right, I get that. And then he said something which I thought, oh, that is really good. I'm going to borrow that. So I've borrowed it with pride. He said, actually, what I'm really looking for is the stronger character. Because whilst a strong character can stand up for themselves, it's the stronger character that stands up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And that's what he was looking for. And I thought that was brilliant. The stronger character is the person who stands up for those who can't stand up for themselves. Show me where that exists in the CVF. But this is the superintendent telling me directly what he is looking for in potential recruits. So it's not necessarily exhibiting all the CVFs because they're listening to you thinking, can I see this person fitting in on my team? If the answer is no, they'll find a way to fail you. If the answer is yes, they'll do everything they can in that interview to help support you, get you through it and get you on their team. So let's take a look at some other of the qualities that I've admired over the years. Now, here's one. I've made a lot of notes. So here's one I really like from Dave W., one of my inspectors when I was a sergeant. He had this remarkable ability to make decisions, especially when he didn't have all the information that he really needed. And what he really focused on was doing the right thing. Even though policy might have said something else, what he focused on was doing the right thing. And later on, uh, this was back in the 90s, this was. So almost 20 years later, the Code of Ethics came out that talked about a national decision-making model that talked about how you can actually break policy or protocol if you've got a rationale for doing so. He was ahead of his time. And I really admired the way that we used to think about, and he used to discuss it with us as well, what, what's the right thing to do? How will it look and appear to others if we make this decision? What will the impact be? And so that's something that they're looking for in you, is your ability to make decisions. And like I said before, don't try and guess what competence or value you're being assessed against, because decision-making is mentioned in all three, and it's inferred in integrity. So that's like four of the competencies and the values. Okay, what else is really important? Working with other people. From the moment you put your uniform on in the locker room to the moment you're taking it off, you are working with other people. There's nothing you will do in the police that doesn't involve working as part of a team. And this is especially important when we're working on complex issues. Families have got complex problems, individuals have got com complex backgrounds, communities that are facing complex challenges, where we need to work with partner organisations. And this is something I learned, especially in my role as a neighbourhood inspector. Some really powerful lessons in collaborating with partner agencies, in enabling members of the community and community groups to be the best version of themselves they can be. Taking that shift from public servant to citizen enabler, being a supportive enabler of people as opposed to having that client-dependent relationship and doing everything for people. We explore that as well in the Online Assessment Centre, in respect of the stage three written and briefing exercise. And we also explore the importance of collaborating and engaging with community members and partner agencies in the interview course, because you're likely to be asked questions around how in the future as a constable, will you build up trust with members of the community or build trust with partner agencies? And so we look at this from the perspective, not of what does the CVF say, because that just has a lot of buzzwords in it, 
we take a look at it from the real world learning. Not necessarily my learning, but the learning that I've picked up from 37 years of working in the sector. From the school of getting things wrong, often. <laughs> and from the school of working out what really works. And supporting that with evidence as well. So I've researched, especially the collaborative work with communities, I've researched what works academically with the research into it, academic research, and found that actually there's a lot of support for the methods that we talk about. And it gets you over 90% on the online assessment centre. And it secures people a pass on the final interview. And if you're a serving police officer, well, I got feedback today from someone who's on the uh, fast track inspector process who talked about how it has forced board the interviewers got really excited those were the words really excited by some of the methods he was talking about that he'd like to put into place once he's an inspector so that's what we look out for, folks really real life stuff that's not just a load of phrases from a document that's been put together by a load of academics at the college of policing they're lovely people but I sometimes wonder how much they actually got out into the real world of policing. These are real world qualities, folks. These are sort of things that we focus on in our interview practice sessions. If you want to find out more about those, then check the links below. You'll find all you need to come and join us for these weekly practice sessions that will make a difference for your recruitment process. I guarantee it. I mean, I guarantee it so much that if you fail, I'll give you a refund. That's how much I'm in on the journey with you. If you fail, I will give you a refund. So sign up for those courses now. Come and join me on the webinars. You've got nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. Because if you fail, I will give you a refund. Subscribe. There should be a button somewhere to subscribe. It would be great if you could come and join us. And please do like this video and you'll get more of these in your inbox in the future. If you're watching us on a podcast, I think you can like it somewhere. Watching it on a podcast? No, listening to it on a podcast. Come on, Brendan. <laughs> Wake up. Anyway, I'll catch up with you very soon, folks. Take care, and I'll see you at the next one. Bye-bye for now. Light.